Hi, everybody. Oh, hi, Amanda. Hi, how are you? Great, how are you? I'm well, thank you so much for asking, Frank. Frank! Yes, Amanda. Guess what we're doing today? We're eating pizza. No. Oh, man, we're getting back rubs. I wish. No, we're no? Uh, we're doing something perhaps even more impressive and awesome. What's that? We're discussing The Incredibles 2 with what? some of our good friends here in the podcast booth. Look around, you can see them. Holy, wait a minute. I didn't, where did you guys come from? Well, hey, friends. <laughs> Holy hey, friend. hey, I'm glad we introed this like a, like a... Like a Barney episode? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, a kid's like, show. A, like a puppet show? Who ordered the rub down? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, me? Tiny Toons it's asked the <laughs> host, Trevor. All right, this will be great. You know what I can't wait is to hang out with Chris Lord. I've got bad news. Bad Frank. What do you well, mean? Chris isn't going to be here. He prioritized another podcast over us. No, let's Son not say that. He would let's never say he was that. preoccupied with other things. Let's say that, sure. Yes. Yeah. He's preoccupied with other things. He's got family stuff going on, work stuff going on. So much stuff. He's got a lot of stuff going on. He's, so He's the Hollywood kid now. Who yeah, does he think he is? That he cannot come to this podcast. He's quite a big Acting deal. like a last girl. Yeah. Just like all of a sudden he's top town and new urban. Yep. Kind of a big deal. Wait, a good tie in there, Trevor. Let's get to let's get rolling. We're talking about the Incredibles too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we're we got a lot to talk about. We got a lot of opinions, I'm sure, on it. I have so many opinions. Uh, so many opinions. <laughs> and uh, we got to introduce everybody. But before we do, we have to do all of these guys' very favorite segment in the entire world. That's right, Amanda. It's time for us to sing. It's our improvised theme song. With uh, we got uh, a little large group here today. So it's gonna be great. I can't wait. Should we do it? Let's do it. All right. I stretch. And I bend. I run real fast, and I'm super young. And I got kids and a career, and I'm doing it all, because I'm the mama of the Incredibles. I generate force fields and have trouble with boys. And I've got dark hair, and someone else sings now. Wait, everybody. Where is my super suit? <laughs> Frozone takes care of the kids. Jack Jack. Edna. <laughs> Jack Jack. Edna. Jack Jack. Edna. Jack Jack. Edna. Jack Jack. Edna. Oh, we're gonna have a good time together. Jack Jack. Edna. Jack Jack. Edna. We got all these characters and more looking at the movie Incredibles 2. It's a Pixar feature. <laughs> we're talking about it today with the novice. And Frank. And... Tim Talk and the podcast of two worlds. Wow, oh, yeah. that was amazing. Well, I don't think we even need to talk about the movie now. No, <laughs> you guys got we're the done. We're done. It, sh right. it should be mentioned that historically in these crossovers, Chris Lord has been very reticent in indulging in these. That's true, but mm. he we've put him on the spot, and he's and he's risen to the occasion several times. Well, I'm spending this entire podcast slamming Chris Lord whenever <laughs> I have the opportunity. I, I was going to say, like, not to slam Chris Lord, but that was the best song we've ever had, and he's <laughs> not here, and he's always harping on how he doesn't like it. You guys just have mm. some lovely uh, voices. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Karen especially. Mm. Like, I think Chris is aware that you have a, an angelic voice. And he's hiding it. Guys, yeah. I'm really not used to not being the one being shit on in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so refreshing. I never shit on you guys. But Trevor jumped in and took it. Uh, let's see. So that was great. 
so yeah, so uh, I'm Amanda. I'm the novice of the novice and Frank. I'm Frank. I'm the Frank of the novice and Frank. And uh, we're doing another one of our epic crossovers here. Do we decide what we? What are we? Uh, six. Sinister Six. We'll go with that for now. Six. Let's say that we're that. <laughs> Until day. the Venom movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll change it up to something else. Uh, we're doing uh, a crossover with some of our other amazing. Uh, <laughs> BFFs in the podcast world. We do, of course, have Tim talk, and we have the podcast Two Worlds. You guys want to introduce yourselves individually? I'm Trevor. And I am Chris Fimbres. Both of the podcast Two Worlds, and our our, uh, representative from Tim Talk today. Yeah, I'm Cameron Dexter. Yeah. I'm I'm here without my partner, Chris Lord, and it feels very lonely. Well, let's all give him a collective boo. Boo! That's for you, Chris Lord. How dare you? Way to be supportive, guys. Leaving (laughs) Mr. Incredible here without uh, his co-host. Yeah, you know, it's pretty normal now. Well, all right. I want to just, before we get into the movie proper, Cameron... Wearing an awesome shirt of the mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Incredible's original costume. Mm-hmm. Personally, I like that design so much more than the Incredibles. Me too. I like all the original, the retro designs more. Uh, I mean, I guess it's just the two, but because <laughs> <Yes. laughs> <laughs> Frozen, Frozen never, yeah, Frozen changed. never can, changed. Can I can I pose a question mm-hmm. that I kind of felt I didn't realize? Like, did you want Violet and Dash to have individual costumes the same way at the end of the movie? That would have been really cool. Yep. Uh, but I feel like it wouldn't have fit the story. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like I don't know. Because well, also like, like the big, the like the early story or the early part of the story, the first act story was yeah, literally the, the end of last movie. Well, I was gonna say it's it's having them choose if they want to be supers mm. or not. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or yeah. Heroes or not. Yeah. So I feel like they would get their suits when they make that decision. Mm. Yeah, that's a good call because it's all branding. It's personal, right? Yeah. All we know is no capes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we know that there's more than one fa- superhero designer, fashion designer, which is very mm-hmm. cool. Is, do you think there's a supervillain fashion designer as well? Probably. Or is it the same person? Ooh. I mean, I don't know. It's uh, I guess probably it... Gamby, right? Yeah, doesn't he do both for heroes and villains? For yeah, yeah, heroes? yeah. He's, uh, at least in DC, he is, uh, he can, he do both heroes and villains, but uh, he's also a creep. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean, I guess you have fashion designers in our reality that you know they make clothes and then they can't truly control who wears them mm-hmm. you know like you know so cops like or convicts yeah, yeah exactly cops or convicts that's <laughs> well, right I mean, you know, like, these right. are like specialty <laughs> designers though this is like designing like a met gala what? dress Galbani? yeah well and i guess and but i guess that at least like if you're like anna wintour who has said outright like that there are people that are not invited to the Met Gala who are very famous that she goes out of her way to not to not invite. Mm-hmm. So I guess if one of them went to her and was like, would you design me a gown? She could be like, hell no. Yeah. Did she so say why? Is because she doesn't think they have the fashion sense to pull off something? Because they're um, some more. Because, well, sometimes because they're terrible. <laughs> like she, they asked her, she was on, um, oh gosh, it was uh, Colbert. She was on a late night show with Colbert. And he said, is there anyone, can you tell me like who's not invited? Because someone was telling him that they hadn't been invited, and she's like, "Oh, well, that's you know, we can we can invite them wherever." And he's like, "Who doesn't get invited?" She said, "Trump. <laughs> He'll never be invited back." Like there's like, so she makes some decisions on who and who is not invited. So I like to think that maybe Edna's like that too. If she doesn't want to, you know, uh, design for you, then then what, she won't. Is Edith Head is the original designer? Yes, Edith, yeah. Edith Head is the original. She designed for most yeah. of Hitchcock's films. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, oh, really? Frank knows a little bit about this. Uh, Amanda knows more. She's the <laughs> um, most uh, award-winningest uh, person, actually. Yeah. She's won more Oscars than anybody else. Wow. Think of her like the Meryl Streep of fashion design. You should. That's yes. awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did not there know that. Go. Yep, Edith Head. Nominated for like 35 Academy Awards. She won eight of them. Mm-hmm. And then when they were still awarding 
uh, individual Oscars for color and black and white. Oh, she won. She swept. A, <laughs> yep, she swept it for both color and black and white. Wow, that's in one nice. year. Wow, that's awesome. That's yeah. a, that's very impressive. And she wore big glasses, just like uh, just like Edna. We mm-hmm. well, well, we have a so. book um, at my at my store where it's it's a needed head book, and you can just see it. You're just like that's Edna Mode that that's I'm looking cool. at right now. Yeah, but like. I don't want to sound like I'm talking shit about the rest of the movie, but uh-huh. that oh. was my favorite scene. She stole the, the movie. And, and, uh, All day long. And Jack. Yeah. Literally. And I Jack love their mirroring yes. down the hallway. Jack. Yes. That was my favorite scene of the whole mm. movie. Just Jack Jack with his lollipop. <laughs> lollipop like it's a cigarette or whatever. Was Just ho- gesturing. Oh, my God. Yeah. that like, It was stuff like that that kept me invested in this movie. Because... The st- it was weird because the story basically ends where The Incredibles ended. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That they're a family who are going to fight crime together, but th- and that's where The Incredibles 1 ended, and then in this one, we have a whole movie of them re-explaining, like, almost like people's critique of Guardians 2. It was just like retreading the exact same, like putting these people back into the exact same plot that they were in last time, just with the added knowledge of the last movie. I'd and agree, because the only thing that this got me more excited was see to see Incredibles three, mm-hmm. when they're now in a world where they don't have to worry about the legal ramifications of super- superheroes. You can just now tell a really cool superhero yeah. story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think the part of that was just because there was so much downtime between films that they felt like they had to kind of revisit, reintroduce the world? I don't think so no well i was amanda and i had a nice uh pleasant uh evening of drinks before the podcast and i was i was saying that something that i'm realizing is i'm kind of not uh, although i realized this exception in our walk over back to the future i'm Uh. not a fan of films picking up immediately where they left off and I asked Trevor, well, what about Thor Ragnar? Well, spoiler alert, everybody. I guess this isn't really one. Yeah, well, you, uh, it's two episodes ago. It's a two episodes. <laughs> so many episodes ago. Uh, but, you know, Thor Ragnarok leading, or er, Infinity War leading. No, oh, Ragnarok uh, there it is. leading into Infinity First thing War. I just said, stop it, reverse it. Ragnarok leading directly into Infinity War. Whoa, 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 whoa. And he I said, haven't seen this yet. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> in the face. But he, and Trevor pointed out that he actually didn't mind that, and it seems like you don't you don't dislike it because uh, it wasn't the main focus of the film was Thor's it's, story, it, right? Yeah, it's one pers- it's one character's perspective leading you into the larger perspective. But this was ev- the entire world left off where the Incredibles left off, and we picked up immediately where it left off. And that, like, I don't know, like, th- there was, uh, maybe I'm just upset that the promise of what Incredibles 1 was, was which was the world came around. Supers, they saw them beat Syndrome. They saw that. The world's accepting of supers now. And that's what we get to see in the promise of the Underminer showing up, like a random ass, crazy, big villain showing up. The Incredibles all putting their masks on, like, all right, supers are back in the world. And then this movie was explaining that same feeling that I felt at the end of the movie, and it ends with them kind of, um, like, I don't know about literally, but at least emotionally in the exact same spot they were at the end of Incredibles 1. Did mm-hmm. everybody agree? Do you, what, how did everybody feel about the story? I feel like there's so much to talk about with this movie that I'm, mm-hmm. like, really excited to talk about. What did everybody feel about the story? I, I'm more with Trevor on this. I thought, yeah, it just was... It gets you so pumped at the end of the first one. You're like, yeah, and then you're like, all right. And I guess I'd, I'd done, I mean, I'm sure like many people, I'd built this film up so high in my head mm-hmm. that pretty much anything I might have seen may have let me down anyway. 
but I'd read a review that was pretty spoiler free, but they said like the last sequence in the film was like really well choreographed and really, but I, I thought it was also an underwhelming scene too. Yes. It, it's a, it's a, uh, it's, it's an amazing film. Like it is, but it's this with story. It's like watching a contract being filled out. Like, a, like it's, it's seeing how the sausage is made. And I'd rather just see superheroics and just fun stuff and this family come together and and realize the emotional stakes they put themselves in. And and the 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 actual story beats just was like, all right. Like the emotional stuff hit really hard. Who everyone wa- like the scene with Violet and, and uh uh Bob, but like where he's just like, I'm not a good like I realize I'm not a good dad. Like that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Also for Jack was uh, all the emotional stuff really, really hit. But the story, the actual narrative was just like, all right. Okay. I was I was good with the story, being it more intimate and having kind of Elastigirl and the lead, which I thought was great. And I was okay with the villain being her, like grown to be her nemesis. Mm-hmm. I thought that was cool. I just think the ending was underwhelming. Like I was like, oh, it's over? Yeah. Oh, oh okay then. <laughs> and I said it a little bit and I was just like, well, if there's no end credit scene setting up the third one, I think I can just go ahead and leave now. Mm-hmm. True, Cameron. I know you've been just waiting. Wait. I loved this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cameron. I am. I didn't hate this movie. Mm-hmm. We're sticking specifically to story right now. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah to story. I I do agree that the magnitude, the electricity of leaving the film wasn't there for me. Yeah, I I do agree that compared to the ending of the first Incredibles, this did feel less energetic and less exciting. It felt softer to me. A yeah. little less impactful. Um. And yeah, story-wise, I, th- I mean, I loved the story. It is, I mean, it is the exact same story as the first Incredibles. Um, but I'm also kind of just okay with that because, I, I mean, that's what I wanted. I just wanted more of that world. And I think, I think my problem is I would have been happy with anything they would have given me just being in that superhero world. I th- um, yeah. And I, I think it's, like, really talking about the story, it's so interesting to see, like, I'd be curious when the first draft of this was written because it has been 14 years. And if you just think of where the world of superhero cinema has gone from 2004 to now, like, like what do you think the story would have been? Like, how do you think this movie would have gone if it came out four years later instead of 14 years later? Mm. So like pre-Iron Man. Yes. Like in the thick of Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. I, I think they would have done a time jump. I think that part of the reason they picked it up exactly where they did was because it's been 14 years. Okay. And I don't exactly know why I feel that way, but I do. I think that if it had happened right after, they probably would have picked, because it still would have been fresh in people's minds. They probably would have Well, I think that like, a, a lot bit. of people that I talk to, even the ones that aren't super into the nerdy world, mm-hmm. like they remember the Underminer, which, Funny. Kind, of, which kind of amazes me. That's like, really that, weird, yeah. That resonated with people. Hmm. And like the other people I talked to, like, could not remember the the boyfriend at all. Like I already forgot I mean, his name. He, he's Tony? a striking Tony, image. You. He's a very striking Silver Age image. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably what sticks in people's minds is like I'm the Underminer. Yeah, and he's also the uh, Ratzenberg yeah uh, cameo too mm-hmm. of that movie. So it's like I yeah like I didn't necessarily need to see his plot of stealing all the banks. And find out that that's what his idea was when he showed up at the end of The Incredibles. But he was a striking image at the end of that. And I think mm-hmm. his vehicle is such a cool thing to come up like that. He, that, you know, him on, because he, he like looks like he levitates at the end of that, of the yeah. first movie. And I think that was such a cool thing to revisit. I think that the story in this one was 
the weakest piece for me. Um, but I'm so torn because it didn't really keep me from enjoying anything any less because everything oh, yeah. else was so great. Mm-hmm. The relationships were great, which normally I feel like the relationships and story go so hand in hand. Mm-hmm. But for me, the relationships were so amazing. You had mm-hmm. all of these really good talks. Like I love that, you know, um, that, you know, Mr. What's his name? Not Bob. Bob. That Bob. 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 That he wasn't like just bummed that, you know, he was at home with the kids because he'd rather be out. There was such a complexity to that where, like, Helen was selected because she was, Mm -hmm. like, the better, more efficient hero. Mm -hmm. And that you saw him struggle with that. And you saw him, like, still try to be supportive and still try to do it all and be like, no, this is for the greater good. But you saw him kind of throughout having that struggle, which I thought was really cool. It would have been really easy for him to just be, like, mad at once and then, like, just either stay resentful or, like, get over it. But I thought that there were nice layers to that. I thought that, like, the kids felt more real to me. You know, so normally I feel like the the story is driven by relationship. In this case, I didn't feel that so much. Like, I felt the story was convoluted. But, like, would a kid still be like, that's the bad guy? Yeah, they'd still get it, you Mm -hmm. know, and it didn't keep me from enjoying anything. I thought the end was a little hand-fisted. It's like they clearly just wanted to do a bunch of action sequences on a boat. Mm -hmm. They clearly just really wanted... They're like, we haven't seen that before. Like, let's see this happen on a yacht. So Mm -hmm. they, like, kind of forced it in, but it was kind of a bizarre choice but the visuals were so amazing i didn't even care yeah oh gorgeous <laughs> yeah true but i also wanted because i was i enjoyed the beginning part of it where they're fight, basically fighting just you know people whose memories have been wiped or mm-hmm. altered uh or under, under their uh, screen slavers control so i was like all right we're getting to see some uh, more than just the family fighting uh syndrome we're actually getting to see a big group fight and then it quickly just nope they got all their glasses taken off and everybody's back to normal yeah. And now we're just trying to steer a boat away from the city. And mm-hmm. I was like, it's kind of under underwhelming climax. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I thought, though, that, um, I don't know, I did anyone else, I didn't, re- I'm going to be completely honest, I didn't really realize when I was watching the first one that it took place in the era in which it took place. Yes. I remember. 1963. Yes. But I remember like, I remember them like the, like the golden age of superheroes and like the black and white. Uh-huh. But then in my mind, it flipped forward to present day. I didn't remember. There, yeah. I mean, there's that 15 year time skip. There is, but that still only lands them in, in the 60s. The 60s. Yeah. But I guess when I saw it the first time, and maybe because I was quite a bit younger, it was 14 years ago, but even the last, I just rewatched it not that long ago. And it, the era didn't strike me so much. I thought it was just kind well, of a syndrome vague... was so high tech in all of his gear. Right. Where it kind of like brings and you I felt back like the kids ours. were yeah. still very, and so it was just kind of vague. I felt like it was kind of that vague thing that sometimes they do in films where there's like, well, there's no cell phones, and it's pretty and clean, but we're not going to really give yeah, it an like era. Kind of like an Archer. Yes, exactly. Very much like Archer, and that's kind of what I'd always taken for granted. Mm-hmm. And I was so struck with the era of this one, that the choices that they made, that it was so stylized. And uh, for me, the design and the the art and the VFX oh. in this, ju- I wanted From ev- the second oh we saw God. the castle? Everything. In the, in the, in oh, I, my yeah. fa- I, was t- I told yeah. Amanda that. That was my favorite. Like, no offense to everything else, but my favorite image was just... The cool '60s that was city so fucking cool. with the monorail pulling off, and then all of a sudden you realize, oh, we're in the Disney logo, and there's the Magic Castle. Like yeah. that was awesome. I am still hunting because that's gonna be my new phone background. I <laughs> want to. S- I was telling Amanda, years. I want to see that movie, yeah. whatever that world is. But like, it doesn't necessarily need to be Disney. But whatever that idea is of a metropolitan city, Get just Brad. over the hill of some. Disney Castle, 
give Brett I wanna, one more chance at Tomorrowland. Story? What's that story? Give, <laughs> give him one more chance at Tomorrowland? Yeah, but don't yeah. give Brett Bird it. No, no, I think... He I had think, his chance. I still He trust had Brett. his chance. <laughs> then at least don't take George Clooney. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> so sad. But no, that was like... That was like not even Tomorrowland. That was like just... Kick ass. Well, it's '60s tomorrow. It's retro futurism. But it's yeah. That's what like that's that was retro future land. That's what I want to mm-hmm. go to. They just not com- tomorrow. Land. They just completely. They just embraced that so hard, and it was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I felt like every scene, I wanted to just. I was like, I want a poster of that. I want a poster yeah. of that. Like there's, uh, I was being in the theater and seeing the image when they first get dropped off at the motel. It, you know, the safari, time, yeah. This, it looks like the safari inn. Yeah, in, it, that's in, what it's based off of. Oh, is it? Oh, okay, no, it looks like... it's, it's based off the, so when Disneyland first opened, there were all the, like, nit, like kitschy uh, motels that opened up around. So it's based off of the safari inn that opened in Anaheim. Oh, that's funny. It looks like the safari inn to me in, like, Burbank, NoHo area. Okay. But it's, it, the vehicle drives away, and they're standing there, and they're not in costume, and they're just standing in the parking lot, and there's like a sunset, and I was like, God, I just want that on my wall. Mm-hmm. It's stunning. And the same, even like the weird visuals when she's having the fight sequence in the with the like black light, which was uh, so bizarre to me, mm-hmm. and it felt kind of out of place, but it was still uh, such a cool, interesting way of doing it with like the white outlines on the characters. I just I can't get over the visuals of that's, this film. Yeah. That's the that's the big accomplishment of this film. It's like uh, we can nitpick about the story and, and who which characters featured in what and everything like that. There is not a single visual in Incredibles that surpasses even the minimalist Incredibles two visual. Mm. Like that's where the the fourteen year time gap. That's where it really shows in a very very good way. Yeah, it's just the technology and the artistic style is just so much. It has just increased so exponentially that it's just like night and day. I was pulling up stills in my office. People were asking me how it was. And I'm like, oh, I was trying to explain. I was like, the visuals are insane. I was trying to find. I was like, I don't want to ruin anything. But I just Googled it. And just the images that came up, like him uh, laying with Jack-Jack when he's reading to him. Oh, I love that scene Just so the much. The first one. Yeah. The first one where Jack-Jack's actually falling uh-huh. asleep. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. you can see, like, the wrinkles in his shirt and, like, the very, very light shadow. But the lighting in every sequence is stunning. It looks like it was it's done by the artist who did uh, Kingdom Come. Oh, oh Alex, Alex Ross. Ross. Oh, yeah. Alex Ross. Yeah, I was trying to think of it. Yeah, it really I know does. That, I know that guy. <laughs> look, at, look at you, Cameron. Look at but you. But even, like, oh, my, like, just that creepy ass image of Screenslaver, maybe, maybe not in the background as uh, Elastigirl's putting her arms through it and oh, getting all the locks. Man. Yeah, like there were you double take theater. You yeah. double. It's just was, like that was that was insane. scary. Yeah. That yeah. was yeah. really Intense. cool yeah. stuff that oh, the original movie, movie wasn't did. afraid to go there. I yeah. mean, there was a gun firing off like early on in the movie. Like, oh yeah, and they killed my parents. Yeah, right. I was just like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, we got our we got our Batman story. Yeah, was, exactly. What I said they got Bruce Wayne. It was mm-hmm. darker. There were several yeah. sequences in this. Even yeah, the whole screen slaver thing. I was like, oh, that was a bit dark for a. Disney Pixar film. Although, I mean, we see that one from like with Gazer Beam stuck on the island or they find his, sc- his yeah. skeleton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's there's something different about that. That to me feels very like Pirates of the Caribbean. Whereas this is like, oh boy, look at that, look at what happened. And it's still kind of like kooky. Whereas this is like, there's somebody in your house. 
house. Yeah. Well, and uh, like it's just creepy. All of humankind's died in Wally, so you know there's that. So yeah. Pixar's going there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they've they've embraced sadness and some darkness, and I think you need that, you know. But well, this was very like a mature, visual. Even it's a mature darkness. It is. Yeah. It is yeah. It's not comic movie. book darkness. It is legit. The fact it's they even show a gun firing for yeah. this film and the age group in this age, this time that we're currently in, was uh, surprising to me. And it didn't distract me. I didn't think like, well, that shouldn't be there. That's inappropriate. Yeah, but yeah. it did surprise me. And part of that's like having worked in animation, having to deal with like S&P, right? When dealing with standards and practices, like what you can show, what you can't show and all that. But I was I was kind of surprised by it. Well, even the scenes with, with Violet, the, the one that pops out to me is when uh, all of the other heroes are attacking the kids. Mm-hmm. And Violet has her force field, and Crusher is like shrinking the yeah, force field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. uh, but but on the on the note of like this is the dark like dark and sad. I think this is like the least like trying to be emotional film we've had in so long and it's so refreshing this is also a film that has a baby fighting a raccoon oh i got to see that they scene in d23 last year and they told us in the they told us that this was a test that it wasn't going to be in the film mm. and so when i got to see it on the big screen yeah, well, again i, I was so what, excited so how was the, quali- did the quality quality change or anything like that what, was it the uh, same or like movements or anything like that? How you did could it tell they uh the sequence was the exact same uh there was some like lighting differences that, that's all that i could really remember though it was so smart though because you have to show like you have to show the baby in a fight sequence if you want to show his powers <laughs> but you can't show him fighting you can't show an adult beating on a on a baby yeah like, you just can't do there's no Great way of doing that. I saw Will Ferrell punch a baby in That's a movie. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's really pretty great. But like in this type of film, you, you have to be so careful with those fight sequences or like who beats up on who, which is probably yeah. why they also paired Violet with um, Void. 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 Mm-hmm. Because at least they're kind of a similar age, similar stature. Like you have to be careful about who you pair with who in a movie like that. And that was so brilliant, him fighting that raccoon. I could have watched, it was a long sequence. I could have watched him fight that fucking raccoon for like another 10 minutes. Could have been the climax of the movie. It It was so, oh my gosh. (laughs) The only thing I wish is, I wish they would have dubbed the TV, whatever movie they were watching. I wish they would have dubbed that over the fight scene. Oh yeah, that would have been really good. Oh, uh, speaking of dark, let's, let's not forget that they, the kids, Killed people last movie. Yeah, killed people. But we don't talk about that. (laughs) So they've seen some shit, and you know what? They were fucking amazing in that battle. They were holding their own, doing their superhero thing. And we were talking earlier, like if we expected them to kind of get their own suit, I feel like part three has them coming into their own as superheroes. Probably. Mm -hmm. And I was actually kind of hoping that. Dash was gonna get Mr. Incredible's car, but like tricked out to fit Dash's superhero identity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that I mean, car was cool. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd love to see just like one of the because we had the short in the last movie mm-hmm. of the mind wiping the friend. Mm-hmm. I would love like a kind of mixing the uh, the Incredibles with that one Bob's Burgers intro where he's teaching Tina to drive, <laughs> <laughs> where Bob has to teach Violet to drive in the Incredi car. The Incredible. Turn, turn, <laughs> turn. Ha <laughs> 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 Have you, guys, have you guys seen that Bob's Burgers? I have, but it's been a long time. Oh, oh my god, it's amazing. <laughs> Tina, just turn, just turn the Tina, just turn the wheel. <laughs> I would one hundred percent watch 
the Bob's Burgers Incredibles episode. Yeah. <laughs> which could happen in our lifetime in the next couple of years. <laughs> time to be alive. What do you think, Frank? You're pretty quiet. I'm just basking in all your hot takes. Mm. <laughs> Frank. You know, well, I'm glad I'm not basking that Chris Lord. I'm no. not basking anything he's got. I oh. <laughs> Frank, I'm very curious about your take about the motorcycle monorail sequence. Ooh. Oh, that was Because that's so action we've never cool. really seen. Powers utilized in a way we've never seen before. I feel like you got a hot take on it oh, really? that this I really want to. S- I really want to hear. I feel like this conversation we would have Suck too, because it, there's. Richards. I feel like we've had conversations about superheroes that have powers like stretching. Yes. And my question is like, so, like, what can they do? Well, you saw what they did. I know, but I thought that this was. I thought this was like really amazing. I thought in this movie. Uh, that like I'll never ask that question again because they showed every possible thing she could possibly utilize her powers for. She did, so that was really really cool. But what did what did you think? I I liked it, but I'm also like, is she like a, one an incredible core? Because there's a <laughs> lot of points where she's segmenting that bike and doing her stuff. Thinking, well, that's still, still got to be you're holding on even to half a bike. That's heavy. Mm-hmm. That's heavy. Yeah. So, but she could did it. like some carbon fiber. So very lightweight, very yeah. lightweight. Got it, got it. No, that was a. Yeah, it was. A but it had to also be enough to launch her because that was giving her the momentum to jump, which is yep. so. She does a lot of down dog. Clearly, cool. <laughs> a lot of a lot of down dog. Working I like that. that. I thought that sequence was great, and I thought just the. Well, it was great to see more Frozone and mm-hmm. him doing his mm-hmm. stuff. And when he goes to the house and he helps out the kids, mm-hmm. uh, just like a brief sequence, but it was still really nice. Especially like when you see the snow come down when he for like yeah all the villains walk up and then you see this this light snow. And like Frozen's here to save the day. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you take your kid to this or did you see? I did. did when, how was that watching? What the, the kiddo? jerk say about it? Yeah, what's Man. her hot take? Um, <laughs> well, first, yeah, I feel like maybe still I shouldn't have taken her because the movie is kind of slow, especially at the beginning. It's a slow burn. Really, I yeah. thought this. I thought this was like a pretty fast-paced movie compared to the past superhero films we've had. Yeah, I thought no, it it's jumped like, in, but that's why I'm asking, because yeah. you get a no. whole different perspective, not just when you see it with someone else who like maybe isn't as familiar with the movies. Like I went with, with my husband, Mike, who I made watch The Incredibles so we could go see this. He'd mm-hmm. never seen it before. Wow. Yeah. And he you did, married he, that man. I, that's <laughs> just like Trevor. <laughs> same thing. Literally a, words taken word, out of my mouth word, in the private of our own word, conversation. I'm just like, word. you married this man. Yeah, I know. His lack of knowledge. But you guys, he is our biggest This man. is now your lack podcast, of knowledge. So you can't be, you can't be Amanda, you have he's married no this Chris lack Lord. of knowledge. He's a good egg. You have taken this lack of knowledge upon yourself, thus making yourself even more of a novice. <laughs> you realize that's what your marriage has done to you. That math makes so little sense. You've perpetuated uh, the, the premise of your podcast I don't even think that's that true. much further. No, that just means that for him, I'm the expert. It's true. Ah. You're the Frank. Well, then, uh, are we gonna see <laughs> the no. Are we gonna see the Amanda and Novice marriage podcast sometime soon? If you come over to our house, you'll see the Amanda Novice uh, marriage I'll it. happening all the time. <laughs> I will sound engineer it. Um, thank you. Um, yeah. So, but I think that like when you go with someone else who's coming in from from a different perspective, you're sometimes thinking about like you're you're seeing it as yourself, and you're also it's like if you if you like watch a movie and you like love this movie. You're like, oh my god, you're gonna love this movie. Or I just, I'm not gonna say that. Let's just watch it. Then you're you watch the movie with them, and you're aware, like, if, if watching it with fresh eyes, you're like, oh fuck, this movie's really stupid. <laughs> like, why did I do? And you're like, it's usually, I mean, you just have to. 
I don't want to ruin it for you, but like you just have to stay with it, you know, and like the whole thing. <laughs> oh, I've done that with dozens of films. So many dates, great. like so many dates that you've done that with. It, Empire Record. Like, I still stand uh, by that. The great movie. Yeah, all of it. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I feel like when you even with your if you're with a kid, you're suddenly very aware of their attention span and how long the movie is because they might have to pee and like how is it you know is it too scary like how how was it staying with her? One, I was just I didn't want her to start wiggling around. That was my my big goal. And at first, it was like, all right, this is great. This has got her. Sucked in. She's going to be so captivated. This time's going to fly by. And then eh, a little bit more than halfway through, then the rocking started. Oh. And then the kind of like, I'm bouncing up and then I'm falling back. And I'm bouncing up and I'm like, oh, just sit down. <laughs> so good stuff there. Okay. So I did not keep the five year old completely captivated. Okay. All right. But she's still, I mean, at the end, she, she said it was a long movie, but she. Yeah, I guess she kind of like it. It's two like, hours. Yeah, yeah, two hours. That's what really struck me about it, mm-hmm. was just like, oh, damn, this is two hours. <clears throat> Which yeah. is rare to see an animated film go that length. And I yeah. think, for me, I was like, all right, I'm, I'm down for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no reason that just because it's animated, it should be confined to be more of a 90-minute running time. Mm-hmm. So I, I didn't mind that. What do you think of the action sequences? I I love the action sequences in this oh. movie. Void, I thought, was yes. really cool. The so way that her cool. power. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because uh, who's the the DC hero? She is the Herald, right? You mean Wait. Spot from Marvel? Is that who you're talking about? No, <laughs> in DC there's a hero. I'm pretty sure it's the Herald who has the trumpet. Yes. And when he plays it, yeah, it opens dimensions. Yes, but she just does it without playing a trumpet. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so much so less cool. <laughs> much less cool. Yeah. Th- well, I thought this was. Th- I mean, this was cooler than planning to play a trumpet. Because mm-hmm. all you do is just knock the trumpet out of his hand. And like, well, there you go, Harold. Yeah, suck he's, it. He's you can't do anything. Mm-hmm. But just the way that it was uh, visually realized, I thought was really cool. Mm-hmm. And then her fight scene with uh, Mrs. Incredible, uh, Elastigirl, Violet. I love. Oh. Yeah, we, yeah, Violet, too, when she yeah. like goes into the force field. I was like, oh, I didn't know you could pulled, do that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think this movie did such an amazing job like going creative with oh, yeah. the superpowers. For and sure. it's not just like... And I think they kind of make fun of that with Mr. Incredible of like, yeah, all you can do is You're punch really and break strong. things. <laughs> and, yeah. and then the the line with uh with Crusher at the end, it's like, you want me to un you want me to uncrush? <laughs> how how do you unpunch someone? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah well, exactly. The, this movie did a really good job of addressing, but not pointing out that they were addressing that uh, the flaws of their characters' powers. Like they point out every single one of those characters' weaknesses mm-hmm. in the course of this film, but never once drew attention to. That's how Elastigirl can be defeated. All this stuff. It was really good. Just like, yeah, like with uh, uh, Void and uh, Violet. Mm. Of just like, yeah, well, it's a circle, but she can still put a teleport in the ground below her. And so I think it was really cool. Like, this movie really pointed out the cracks of these characters are about. That, like, it really feels like there's no way that there won't be an Impossibles 3. Mm-hmm. Like the ultimately, Impossi- like <laughs> Impossibles three, yeah. Incredibles three. I would say that the, the Impossibles, the, uh, the Impossibles are the, uh, the name incredible. of the people that live it on in the in the monorail sixties Disney City. Mm-hmm. The Impossibles. <laughs> it's a spinoff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Incredibles three. Like it, it's this. It feels like they've built up a first and second act that it can't not be fulfilled with a third. Hopefully like now, not. like now that there's been a sequel, it's like we well, gotta fucking complete the trilogy. I'll be pissed off. It takes another 14 years mm-hmm. for it to happen. And we get old James Earl Jones saying his Darth Vader dialogue again <laughs> with 
uh, Craig T. Nelson or Holly Hunter, any one of those. Like, it's just like, I want to see this film realized and this world realized now that they've set up the second one. Did you well, like, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, it's like, I almost, for a reason I agree with you about it in terms of a time jump, it doesn't have to be a huge one, mm-hmm. but even if it was like Couple six months, months Mm-hmm. Something like that, just so that uh, Jack and Violet had a better grasp of their powers. Like, yeah. And heroes are yeah. legal again, and they've been legal for six months. Go. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah it's like we're still calling them Violet and Dash, but it's Mister Incredible and Elastic Girl. Mm-hmm. Where are their code names? Yeah. yeah. Where are their yeah. code One names? Of, so we, you brought except Jack Jack. He'll yeah. he'll always be Jack Jack. Yes. <laughs> uh, you brought this up uh, kind of at the beginning of the podcast. Of they never addressed syndrome. Like we know, there was two months between the syndrome attack and when Dash does his race at the end of Incredibles. Uh, but there was like I would love to know what the news was like, how the news was handling that because this yeah. was the first time supers had come out of the ground in fifteen years. And so, like, how was the news handling that? How were the politicians handling that? Like, how like was this bill? Because uh, the the biggest concern I've heard from the movie is like this felt like forty eight hours a bill had been overturned. Uh, and so I'd love to know, like, was this already in motion because of syndrome or. Right. Like, and, yeah, just like my also like uh, Pixar didn't take into account that my recollection would forget that it was a two month jump in that. Yeah, movie. I, I did mm-hmm. forget. I forgot that it was it was like a little bit of a gap between the Jack, uh, the, the syndrome stuff with the attack and then him kidnapping Jack Jack and then dying. And then Dash running his his race. I would have forgot until they brought it up in the motel of like, where's my suit and tie? They're like, oh, it burnt up. Oh, when the, the plane, ho- yeah, yeah. When the plane hit our house. Yeah, because I'd forgotten the time I totally too, did too. Yeah. Until, yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's that was super. But wicked. also, it was two months since that happened. They didn't get a new house. They didn't get all that taken care of, and they just got to see the hotel in two weeks. Seems the Why, producers forgot about that too. Maybe they're laying low. I assume it's I because did. they got caught. Yeah. And the reason they had to stay in the motel is because they were they had to move again. But where were they staying in the two months since Syndrome destroyed Syndrome's corpse and his jet destroyed their house? And when they went to Jack Jack's, uh, I'm, I'm sure they you could sure rent com- a place, the, Trevor. Yeah, the company, whatever. I don't remember what the. So he's just uh, they've been staying at that motel for a couple of months. No, That's no, no. Cool. He's like, you got two more weeks in the motel that I've been sti- uh, putting you in the past. They, two they only had two weeks in the motel because the company covering for them got shut down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying is, were they living there before the movie started? No, I'm sure the company. Got them a new place. Where were they staying before that then? Oh, Why couldn't they go back to that Cameron place? Cameron, these are the Disney questions I have for you. You know, I it's, guess I, it's I, a dumb and dumber situation where they're staying at the school. I thought they were just, I guess I thought that as soon as oh, the house that? burnt down, they moved into the hotel and they'd been there for, because the the guy, that their contact was like, oh, the best I can do is two more weeks, which made me feel like, if, if with Dicker, mm-hmm. in that context, Dirk Diggler. only... <laughs> If only two more weeks, if its phrase is only two more weeks, mm-hmm. that makes it sound like it is a small bit of time. Where for most people, two weeks in a motel is a long time. So if he phrases it that way, only two more weeks, then I'm led to believe that they've been there for months. Okay. That's my, that's that. how I feel, is that they probably, house went down, they got put directly into the motel. I laughed because they're, they made a point of showing boxes in the motel, and there was that line in the first one about her. She calls him, and she's celebrating because she opened the last, she unpacked Took the last box. Took him three years. Took him three years. So they're full of boxes in the motel again. I just figured continuity errors. 
Thank you for pointing those out. <laughs> no, there aren't any because they've j- they've they just moved had to pack in. up again. They had to go get more stuff. Although how they pack up again when their house was um, it was unexpectedly just boxes of ash. Go fuck yourself, Trevor. <laughs> I am not letting this go. I've decided this is my land in the sand. <laughs> <laughs> they've got they've got. You see what happens when you get them all liquored up and then boxes of stuff. Of fiery. <laughs> yeah, sorry. One thing I did <laughs> notice. Kinda, this is not my fault. Uh, <laughs> kind of tangenting off of that and jumping back to powers. Um, I didn't realize until the kind of fight scenes at the end, uh, the big three heroes are rock, paper, scissors with each other. You have Mr. Incredible can break Frozone's ice. Frozone can freeze Miss, uh, Elastigirl so she can't stretch. And Elastigirl can just like not get hit by Mr. Incredible. Or just kiss him. Yeah. That's right. To seduce him. Frozen can't kiss Mr. Incredible. That's true. <laughs> not in the 60s. Because it's the 60s. <laughs> right. Not in 1963. You got to wait to the late 60s. Yeah. It's a gay man and it's an interracial couple. <laughs> that is not going to fly. No. It's not going to happen in the 60s. You got to wait till at least 2017 in a movie called Moonlight. <laughs> but even that was not an interracial <laughs> couple. It was just all black guys going That's at true. each other. The, well, I enjoyed bo- frame that. Uh, well, it's an accurate description <laughs> of Moonlight. I want to just take this moment to say that we are inclusive. We, I think I can speak for everybody when we I say we are here at we, the Ruby. We support the equal theater. We support equal rights <laughs> and equal romance, and that's all I'd like to say. Resume. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, while I enjoyed the Void's powers, I felt like there was also never that feeling that I got from the first film, where Dash realizes that he can run on water. And just that laugh that he gives as he takes off, like mm-hmm. that's one of my favorite moments in that film yeah. where he just realizes what he can do. And I never quite, that's why I wanted to see them like like after they've spent some time kind of practicing and like cool new stuff that do? they can do. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. so, so we keep talking about uh, a potential Incredibles 3 and seeing the kids kind of come into their own. Where, where do you see their powers evolving? I mean, well, I mean, that thing you always come into the, it was speedsters that always naturally kind of goes into Vibrating through walls or traveling mm-hmm. in time, yeah, because like that's the two big things. I was, mm-hmm. I was. That's what I was really hoping in this film when Jack Jacks uh, kind of goes through the wall the second time. Mm-hmm. I wanted Dash to like yep. yes. try and yeah. I, I don't think he was gonna do it, but I wanted him to like maybe if I just like shake fast enough. <laughs> we had some. Uh, we had like the idea of different dimensions uh, introduced in this film with both the Void and Jack Jack. But we didn't really see Jack Jack use it. Like I, we they made a point of showing that he can. Was it be Dimension Four? They called mm-hmm. it. Yeah, which is pretty funny. Like him being like, they're like, ugh, like they can hear him, and then when the monitor, they can see him. But we didn't really see him use that power, ever. His which I thought was poltergeist power. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. I mean, oh no, I could say just uh, for time travel. I could say for a third movie, Dash Triumph travels back and he meets his grandparents, who are also super powered people. Okay. Go full Golden Age. Yeah. Well, because I was gonna say is like it feels like th- like this movie doesn't really grow in terms of like its power use and everything like that. It doesn't really grow beyond the intimate use of these powers, and so maybe that's the way to expand it out. Is like how can you utilize like Violet's powers in a larger scale, or even like it, it's the under other people invisible. Well, uh, I guess ultimately what I'm saying is like don't put them against. Underminer or uh, Screenslaver or um, Syndrome, put them against, a, like, what's the Incredibles version of, like, Galactus? Mm. What's something like, like, give them an otherworldly or larger than a Syndrome or Screenslaver, like, very, very personal, like, 
it, it, it's a bigger uh, rationale, but it is like screen slaver. The villains killed my parents, and it was because of supers that the, my parents acted the way they did, that I wanted to destroy them. And Syndrome's reactionary against supers. Like, er, if everyone's super, then no one's super. Like, what is something beyond that? What is a true blue? Like, what is their Galactus or their Thanos or their Mongol or whatever? How do like, they fight someone who can manipulate time? How just do they find so fight someone who who isn't a Batman type of superhero with Wh- gadgets who is a person who is made spectacular? How do they fight I other actual supers? How do they fight someone who threatens the world and not their city and not their immediate family? Well, I don't know because DC has been dealing with that and it hadn't been great. <laughs> and I I'd be this is Disney. Yeah, just I'd be really curious to see how they would handle that because these stories are meant to be kind of family first. With superpowers, and it's the best incred- uh, Fantastic Four movie exactly. never made. Exactly. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Two for Elastigirl. two. Two for two. The the best. Two Mr. for two. Uh, Mr. Fantastic ever is yeah. Elastigirl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Until we get that Plastic Man movie <laughs> <laughs> that we're clamming for. <laughs> no, they could definitely do something that's like not like hitting like a Galactus tone or something like that, but it's just like, but within this world, like we saw Syndrome and Screensaver hit some very comic book ideas without breaking from the Disney Pixar mold. Mm -hmm. So I I, I am very confident that they can figure out what a world threat is. Jack-Jack. Yeah. Dark Phoenix Saga with Jack Jack, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's that's how Dash travels through time. That's what back. that's what the merger is. That's right. That's actually what Dark Phoenix this summer is actually going to be about. Yeah. It's a tester. <laughs> I for Screen Slaver like her origin or her yeah. motivations, like the, the fact that she was blaming supers for that. It's like, well, the government shut everybody down, so why are you mad that? Your father called, and nobody was there to pick up. Also, spoiler alert, Gazer Beam was dead. <laughs> we <laughs> learned that last movie. Yeah. Syndrome killed him a couple of years ago. Yeah. Sorry, guys. He's dead. So I felt like her, I seem, it was like a warped reason for wanting to blame the superheroes. Whether it's just like through grief, she just does that. But it was like, well, that doesn't really make any sense. I th- like Even like you can kind of tell from the shadows, like it, it seemed like they were implying Bob Onakirk, uh Winston Dever, yeah, killed him. Like it's true. Like oh, the whoa. guy who shot the gun looked like the shadow silhouette of Winston Dever. Well, I didn't even think about that, but I do That's think dark, that they dude. set him up to be our villain in Incredibles three. He said something ominous at the end of this movie. What was that? He was like, "I'll be oh, watching you." I'll kill or something you like all. I got five out of the six Infinity Stones. <laughs> Bye. That's what he said. Um, yeah, like, uh, but he said basically, like, he said something along the lines of, like, we'll see each other around. Which you see, I is thought such a strange I took that as to him say. trying to like form sur- some sort of Avengers with like Frozone and Mr. Incredible and Alaska now that they're all back. That, and that might be true too, but to me it felt like there was something that was so dot 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 about it that mm. I think he'll be making an appearance in Incredible uh, Story. I mean, he still runs their insurance, so that's he's like you're going to break something, so I'm going to see you guys soon. Yeah. <laughs> Frank, would you say Emil Hamilton in in the in the mm. DC animated universe would sort of fit the mold? Like basically, uh, he believes very much in the core of what these people are doing. Yeah. But 
the reality of the situation that they're operating in turns his hand. Do you feel like that might be something for uh, Winston Dever? Something like that? Because it feels like he's a true believer. Definitely does. But then I also wonder, like, if he if we did make that turn in the third movie, would that then just be like, oh, well, it's now just like the world is just that much smaller as yeah. opposed to doing something like really cool, like you're saying, that outside force, uh, whether it be intergalactic or just otherworldly or something that's much larger than we've seen before to really kind of shake things up. Yeah. That's what I feel like. It's got to be something like that. And, like, keep the Underminer as, like, the Killian Murphy of, yes. like, the series. <laughs> like, it just, like, He's just Crane there. just shows up. I got fear gas, guys. Like, all right. <laughs> so there's... Bane's um, happening. <laughs> we got to deal with there's, this. Uh, there's an anime out right now called My Hero Academia, which kind of deals with a future where everyone has superpowers. And there's a mini arc uh, last season called the Stain arc, uh, where the story was there was a murderer going around who was killing heroes who were being heroes for the sake of glory and fame and not for the sake of just being good for the sake of good. And I would love for that kind of that kind of thing to play into it, especially in this movie with Bob, like wanting to go back in the field for the glory of it and not for the sake of just being good. Mm -hmm. And like kind of playing with that of like, what is a hero? Like that would be, I I would love. I mean, that might be a little mature for a, a Pixar film, but I would love. We've that seen kind that of they're story. not. Incredibles isn't afraid to go there. That's I think true. they could pull that off for sure. Also, everyone died on Earth in Wally. Yeah, <laughs> not everyone. There's still the Axiom. Always remember that. There's still the fat people. But do you think Bob was doing it for the glory, or just feel like this is what he he loves to do and what yeah. he knows to do, and don't make me work in an office? That's so counter to anything I ever want to do with my life. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he's this because I don't know if he really cares about the accolades. He just wants to do what he loves. Yeah. Do you th I, I, I mean, I no, I, I also I agree with that point. I just think, uh, kind of the way, he I think he, uh, he was used to being number one, and yes. when they pick someone else, like he wasn't, he's never been second pick. Very true. Uh, and so kind of like the limelight of that is what he wants. Like he still wants to do good for the sake of good, but he also wants. Yeah, like in the first one, he okay. still had all of his like memorabilia and like trophies and news newspaper clippings and shit like in his little room, right? Mm -hmm. So he obviously all, still all that burned down too. Yeah, I, didn't I know. know that. I know, uh, but it's still it's inside just like of him. It's just like a little new wave of sadness just mm -hmm. hit you. <laughs> I love Chris being supportive. It's all still inside him. <laughs> <laughs> he never lost it, Cameron. He still has the memories. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I will say, uh, Dash grabbing the remote for uh, the credit card. Mm -hmm. And playing around with it. That mm -hmm. how do you yeah. fire the missiles? <laughs> he's the villain. Like he's definitely going to grow up to be some kind of like. <laughs> he could be. That would be kind of a hilarious like mm -hmm. next step is them trying to keep him from going over to the dark side. Basically, yeah. I like that they gave sort of a precursor to that. That wasn't out of nowhere. That they'd already established the pattern of him like buttons and like keep with the, all the furniture in the house, yeah. like mm -hmm. a pristine dream house that mm -hmm. I want to live in so bad. Did it you it's see like just starts falling apart as <laughs> he keeps. Did you see the cross promotion with Zillow? Did I bring yes. this up already? No. no but I saw yeah. It. So if you go to Zillow.com, you can actually look at like the Incredibles house is listed. Oh my god! And you can look at all the rooms. <laughs> what? Right? Isn't it the weirdest <laughs> promotion ever? It's so <laughs> weird, but I also love it. Yeah, you yeah. have to go there with promotions. That's them, and so Deadpool unique. changed the game. That's true. Deadpool did change the game. Mm -hmm. Well, there was that one for the Avengers. I was going around with the car insurance, where they kept doing the commercials. The where general. No, the general. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Jack, hey, Jack yes. Yeah. We're going to do it, Jack. We're going against Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> the general <laughs> stands against Thanos. <laughs> 
But there was that commercial they kept on playing where it was just some uh, woman walking through like uh, the destroyed New York, and they'd have somebody pretending to be Doctor Strange, and then they could CGI Iron Man coming through. But uh, she was just like in the midst of this kind of New York battle for a second, and that was Rocket, I think Rocket Insurance or something like that. But they get so oh, much. Oh yeah, play. yeah, yeah. I was yeah, like, who? Why are we doing this? Why are the Avengers? Why Disney? Why you don't need this? You don't need do money. Like, what are you doing? Well, I think it. I I love evolution of advertising, and I think that's important to not just do trailers. Like, uh, one of my favorite things right now in Japan, um, there's a, a commercial. They have a whole series of commercials where it's a story that took place over eight months of these 15 second commercials for gum. <laughs> and it's like this woman who's in love, who's dating this guy, but is in love with another man who has like a different flavor of the candy. It's called the Long Long Man for anyone who wants to Google it. The Long Long Man. <laughs> yes, uh, and it's so. It's basically like a daytime drama in commercial form, and it's so well done. And like oh. I, I love like being experimental <laughs> with advertising in that way. But is it played oh. straight, straight up, or is it kind of played for laughs? Like, ah, oh, we know we're having fun with this. Oh, I mean, all all Japanese commercials are played for laughs at this point. Like, they're so bizarre. <laughs> all right, I don't, I don't, Chris, I don't want to speak for you, uh-huh. but as someone who has watched The Walking Dead for multiple seasons, that shit sucks. Like, all the Fear of the Walking Dead, like, tie-in stories that they're trying to do, like, I mean, it's, it is very individualistically based, but f- on the on the whole, all the stuff I've seen has sucked. All the Walking Dead stuff, the like tie-in like side stories, like oh, watch this every week oh, through the whole like the little the flight uh, mini series, the fear of the Walking Dead oh, and, shit, and then also like the video because I also watch the Walking Dead, mm-hmm. so I don't feel bad about that. But you no, mean, it's like, not also, the Walking Dead that I'm feeling bad about. Well, now, but yeah, <laughs> you mean just like that, like that they're also like video games and stuff. No, they have like like the airplane mini series, and they have like the Red Machete one that's been going on. It's uh, just like little uh, see, five your, minute internet series. Fear of the Walking Dead. Is it all for fear? No, they do it during the Walking Dead. You'll see it during a commercial. We're just like log into mc.com oh, to I watch what, what happens about. next. Oh yeah, that's obnoxious. Yeah. I mean, they were doing it back with like with sci-fi with uh, like, like Battlestar Galactica, Blood and Chrome. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like that, like a little online thing. Yeah, checking out what it was like back in the old young days with mm-hmm. Well, they, they do it with The Flash, too, with the Cisco Chronicles. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so but then like they also have <laughs> the Windows Edge or whatever yes. sponsored content. Oh, those oh, were so Like the Cisco cool. Chronicles was fun. The Edge stuff was awful. Hey, you Flash, how does that work? Hey, it's funny you ask, little boy. I got this <laughs> uh, touchscreen computer right here. It's a Windows Edge. Oh, my God, look at this. Did you guys love the short that was played before the film? Yes. I've been wanting to bring it up. Oh, my God, it really took it my stuff. Okay. It was good. It was damn good. I need to ask a question, though, a, a very important question. Is that... His brother or his mom? Wait, wait, what? Who are you talking about? For which one? In the short, you said, yeah. "Is that his brother or his mom?" The 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 guy who the the uh, the um, the dumpling the dumpling who is based off of is that his mom or is That's that his her brother? Son, who clearly really because I watched the first two thirds of it, it was like, "That's his brother." It was a very masculine uh, design. Oh, like I oh. thought it was his younger brother, and was upset that her uh, that his older brother left. No, it's definitely no, mom. mom. No, I I realized that at the end when <laughs> I saw the two D <laughs> designs of it, but in the three D <laughs> composition of it, that looked like a that looked like a young seventeen year old uh, Asian boy. You're the only. 
only one in this room that Jesus thought that Christ. it wasn't his mom, <laughs> though. I know it's his mom, and I know it was his mom at the end of the story, but it lo- it felt and played like it was his younger brother. Okay. I, I didn't <laughs> love it. Especially with the short oh, hair. No, I didn't. But, you know, for Is me... because you hate Chinese <laughs> food? Uh, it's just because I hate Chinese food? Yes. Yeah, because it's all glutinous. I can't eat it. That's right. So it's like, <laughs> no, I, I listen, can't buy this. I, uh, yeah, can I give him that a glue short, no, please? I think, I think There's all that dough. You're just like, <laughs> no. I think that uh, dumplings are one of the simple pleasures of life, actually. I mm. adore a dumpling more than anything. But, uh, no, I I give it points for being imaginative. It was just a little, it was like a little weird for me. It was just like a little too okay. weird. But I also feel like I used to love the Pixar shorts. They were I like my do. favorite thing. They're so cute. And I feel like the last couple that I've seen have really missed for me. Like really? I hate the lava thing. Oh, I oh, that's oh I you shut up. Wow. Hey. No. I, I will, I will I say the first time I watched lava, I was not a big fan. But then coming back to it a year or so ago, it's adorable. Is I it? was. Yeah. I just, I had my, pr- I didn't hate it. That's an overstatement. I, I had problems. W- really? No, nah, it just doesn't do Loved lava. Did somebody punch yeah. you in the balls as you were watching loved it? Loved lava. <laughs> I, I loved lava. I just lava. didn't understand why he looked like a rock and she looked like a Kirby non-rock. All right, all right, all right. I get those problems. It's, for it's me. a lovely, beautiful story. For me, it was I understand a... how men look bulky and women look... No, I'm not. Like, but I'm not I understand trying, design no, aesthetics. My problem wasn't as a feminist. <laughs> it was as a person who appreciates design. I, didn't, I just didn't get... They, they didn't... Feel like they were in the same world. Because he to looked me. like Lenny, and he didn't think he believed <laughs> love. <laughs> no, I just, I don't know. I just didn't like it. I felt, I, I it felt very trite to me. Coco, no, Coco's Disney. What was, the, what was, what was the short in front of Dory? Um, I don't know. The last Piper. Oh. Piper. Oh, the, the bird. bird. Ma'am. The the cute little fluffy white bird who's eating off the shore and yeah. is afraid of water. Okay, I only vaguely remember that one. Oh, that Piper one is adorable. The ones that I remember really liking, there was one with the cloud, mm-hmm. the adorable cloud, and that was there was in, one with the uh, snow globe. Toy globes. Story 2. There's one with the, the snow globe. was so ink. cute. And, uh, and. So this wasn't they, adorable enough for you. I don't, I just, it felt uh, like, it dry, It felt, um, well, I don't know. It didn't feel as genuine to me. It felt like it was trying to pull up my heartstrings, which is like one of my pet peeves. Mm hmm. Movie. I'm like, just let me feel <laughs> it organically. Your hands off my heart, you sons of bitches. I'm just like, just I just want to feel it organically, and it felt yeah. to me. I was like, I didn't understand the rules of the world. I'm like, so you're feeding him, but also like he eats, and but other people don't see him as being strange because he's a dumpling. Mm-hmm. But then I get it because I think she was dreaming. Yeah. Let's yes, not forget that. But I think that she was also. Did he grow it or did he draw it on? Because I thought he drew it on. I would have loved if it was like like <laughs> olives or some kind of like you see him in the kitchen just like placing them on. But it wound up she was dreaming, right? She was dreaming of the she dumpling just, um, and she, she was, was just missing her son when she, she was, was afraid cooking. that she had been eating that she she was like so and I was like, Oh my gosh, she just ate him, which I liked the surprise. I thought that was funny, but I was like, I'm confused. I just I love the theater reaction of that. Yeah, like that, that was great. That I think makes it so much it more great. fun. Yeah. I didn't sure. hate it. It just wasn't I just haven't seen a, a Pixar short in a while, I feel like that I was so that I was like super, super moved by. Mm-hmm. But I gave it points for being original. Did you see Paperman? I know that's Disney, not Pixar. Oh, but Paperman is still like my peak for shorts. I, I have a poster of it above my. I and my, my peak is probably playing chess against yourself. Oh yeah, that yeah, one's the, that was like great. the first. That was one of like the old first, school, first but, one. But so good. Mm-hmm. Right, so so much in the timing and everything like that. So I don't know. I uh, I didn't just like it. I liked it better than Lava. <sighs> so I went and saw the movie pretty late at like a like I don't know 
midnight showing. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a lot of adults in there, obviously. And I feel like after that short adult had aired, showing. everyone was just like, I'm just going to call my mom for yeah. a second. And like a bunch of people like stepped out and you saw like a lot of hands moving to the face to wipe away tears. I was like, okay, well done, short. I'm cold and heartless, man. When I, <laughs> when I saw it, uh, somebody at the end of it, was kind of quiet there for a beat, and then one person you could just I saw him uh, in the dark, but he stood up and he booed loudly at the screen. That person, Chris Lord. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, was, I was embarrassed. I was sitting next to him. That's right. Uh, Way so, to bring it full um, circle, um, Amanda. You, you brought up a very interesting point, and I'd be I'd be very curious to pick your brain about this. You said you don't like being force-fed emotion. Yeah, I. It's something that I, in 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 the same way that like one of the things I liked about this movie, I loved. Jack Jack, mm-hmm. but I am very particular. I hate it when they put like a baby or a puppy in the movie and they're like, because it's cute, and they keep going back to that thing over mm. and over again. It drives me crazy. That's why when I saw, uh, I was so nervous about seeing um, like Guardians 2 because I was like, fucking baby Groot is all over the place. It's gonna be this movie, and I'm gonna be so tired of fucking baby Groot. Mm-hmm. But I loved baby Groot, and I thought that there was the I thought I loved Jack Jack in this movie because he had those fun things like when he's walking with Edna and you know what I mean? He's mm-hmm. got all these he had the sensibility and the comprehension of a little adult. Yes. So I think for me that kept it still interesting mm. versus just like, oh, he's so precious. Mm-hmm. I don't want something pushing the movie for the sake of being precious. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I wanna I wanna talk about the kind of like sappiness of Disney Pixar and where it's gone over the past 10 years okay, and how a lot of fans that I talk to at least mm-hmm. feel like since WALL-E, WALL-E and Up, a lot of people say were the last two great Pixar. I, I, I mean, until now, because I think Incredibles 2 is, is amazing. Uh, but since then, they've just been making emotion for the, t- for the sake of making you feel something and not for the sake of the, <clears throat> not for the sake of the story. I mean, I didn't think that... In the sense of, like, Toy Story 3, they try and kill all the toys. I will say that I was was not as big a fan of Toy Story 3 as everyone else was. Okay. I felt. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it just... I'm like, all right, I get it. They're toys. Like, but they're toys, though. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it just took... It felt so forced to me that I didn't fall back in love with, like, Toy Story 1 and 2. I was just like, oh, my God. God, like I can feel their hurt and their pain and oh, their Jessie's rejection. Song? Jesse's oh. was just it was so hard and just and I felt that. But there was something about the way that Toy Story Three was where maybe it was like all of them supposed to be feeling the same emotion mm-hmm. and then he's got the emotion and she's I'm like, I don't know him. I don't know his journey. <laughs> like I'm not Motherfucker, I don't know you. You know what I mean? I'm just it wasn't it wasn't the same for me. And it and I think maybe because everyone was like, Oh my god, and I was just like, I didn't really I enjoyed it, but I couldn't tell you right now what happens through most of that movie. Okay. Um, so it's just, it's not as memorable to me. Mm-hmm. I thought that, like, Up, I was like, oh, God, like, all so brutal. Yeah. But, like, in early on. But mm-hmm. I think that, but I think that's, that's Disney forever. Bambi, like, it's not like it's new. That's not mm-hmm. a new thing for Disney. No, I know. But it's, yeah. it's gotten to a point where, like, they're, they kind of, like, their goal is to make you cry. Yeah, I don't like that. Mm-hmm. I, no, yeah, I, Toy I don't. Toy Story 3, Inside Out, Coco. I, 
Um, it's so funny that you're bringing these up because these are the ones that I'm like that I've gotten a lot. Now I have not seen Coco. It's great. It's on I, I keep hearing that it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say that I slept through most of Inside Out. Really? I really did. I slept through most of it. That made me question my entire life. Yeah, I keep hearing that from people, but you I... You did see it on mushrooms, though, Cameron. I did. <laughs> we gave you those mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think that, um, for me, the difference is, like, some of them I do get, I'm like, oh, my gosh, and I really do feel feel that. But uh, several of the of the ones, it's just, it's just hit or miss for me. Okay. I don't go into it thinking, like, Oh man, I I just want this like life changing, <laughs> whatever. I go in because I'm like, this looks like a darling movie that's probably beautifully done, and I want to be entertained, and that's why I go in. And because of that, if it does give me all the feelings, then I'm like, wonderful, that's mm-hmm. great, I love it. But if I go in and they're like, this is gonna make you cry, and I've always been like that. I just never. Yeah. I, Fuck you, good luck, even, pal. <laughs> as a kid, like I go with like girls to in high school, to, like go see. You know, I went and saw, I remember going with a friend of mine and she was like, to the notebook. And she was like, it's, it's so sad, it's gonna make you cry. And I'm like, nah, I won't. She's like, it will though. I'm like, nah, I probably won't do that. And we're sitting there and she's already seen it. And it starts and I'm like, oh, it's totally, it's her, it's them. Mm-hmm. And she's like, <laughs> what? I'm like, it's them, it's just them. And the whole time she, and she was so mad at me. It was like the first 15 minutes and she was just angry with me the entire movie. And I was just like, why are people crying at this? Like, we know. It's obvious from the get, like, why are, well, I don't understand it. I just, I don't like when people, when they go out of their way. I, I understand trying to make you feel something. Mm-hmm. But for me, if if there's something about me that if I get the slightest whiff of it being um, artificial or constructed for that reason, it doesn't feel organic. I It's like a shutdown. I'm not interested. Okay. And apparently I go to sleep. Well, let's talk about our hopes and our maybe our predictions for what we think Incredibles 3 might be. Mm. 15 years from now. That's right, yeah. <laughs> okay, c- quick question. Did you guys get an introductory video thanking you for attending? Yes. yes. Yeah? From everyone, Sam everyone got it? I yeah, loved, from I Sam Jackson, that. Holly Hunter, and Craig G. Nelson? Yeah, yes. I thought it was lovely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought mean, it was lovely, too. I just didn't know if it was exclusive to the theater I saw it. for you? It took me out of exclusive the whole Exclusive to Pacific yeah. Theaters. I was like, when well, I'm just going to be picturing them when I should be watching the movie. <laughs> oh, hold on. I want to. I really want to talk about the theme songs. Yes. Because I, 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 Chris isn't here. <laughs> that was a funny Chris Lord moment. isn't here, so I feel like I have to bring up uh, Giacchino's soundtrack for a half second. Uh, it's amazing, uh, but yeah, the theme songs. The uh, we got a Frozone theme song, an Elastico theme song, and, an Incredis- and Mr. Incredible theme song, which are all on Spotify right now, Ooh. and I've been listening to them nonstop, <laughs> and they're so good. I think they're really fun. I thought they. Were which really is your fun. favorite? Uh, Elastic Girls. Yeah, she's a good one. Yeah, and also like it. It just feels so like we did talk about this, where it it is a little timeless. But there's those little aspects that feel so 60s. Mm-hmm. Like, this feels... Mm-hmm. Like, I hear Johnny Quest when I hear the Elastigirl song. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Also, you saw Johnny yeah. Quest saw Johnny movie. Quest, which was is also just as amazing. Yeah, that was awesome. Because uh, was Johnny Quest... Because I, I talked to Chris about this afterwards. This That was the first, uh, like, not superhero, but, like, hero team-up, like, family hero team-up. I know it was just father-son, but... Um, the ghost is coming in. <laughs> is that Chris? Chris? <laughs> Chris Lloyd's here. Um, We've been broadcasting this well, live. I mean, don't forget Clutch Cargo. Frank. <laughs> Excuse me? Clutch Cargo? Don't forget that. I 
Sorry, I, I was going to watch a terrible cartoon. Okay. It's from the '60s, but it's basically how Conan uh, O'Brien used to do. Uh, back he was on NBC, and he'd have the TV screen come down. And he'd have the lips playing the different. Uh, oh, so yeah. uh, like Japanese Spider-Man style. Yeah, sort of, but it's like a whole cartoon. But they have the, the real lips, mm-hmm. and they're talking, and it, they're they're so le- they're so red, and they're so weird looking. Okay, but the animation, like their hot hot pursuits, are just like the slowest moving van or jeep <laughs> moving across the screen. It's uh, it's great stuff. So <laughs> check out Clutch Cargo. Speaking of timeless, I want to see if that came up before or after Johnny Cast. Oh, we well, he's doing that. that. But, now, but <laughs> look, within the world of The Incredibles, is Johnny Quest a live-action series, or is it still a cartoon? Ooh. I accept mm. I accept 2D cartoons as cartoons and 3D cartoons. Agreed. Okay. That's my rule of thumb, personally. <laughs> Got it. All right, well. But if it's a 2D and a 2D, I accept that it's live-action in that world. That was really funny. I agree with that. I don't know why, though. <laughs> I don't know why I feel the same way, but I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What if it's a 2D cartoon watching a 3D something? <laughs> well, that's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> that's basically time travel. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we probably want to start wrapping up pretty oh, soon. We have to. I know. There's so ma- there's a lo- there's a lot to discuss, yeah, but it's quick, also late. What do you guys hate about Chris Lord? Real quick, just. <laughs> oh God, do we have an hour? Well, <laughs> we'll we've already done an hour, so yeah. let's uh, su- sub podcast <laughs> mini episode. I never brought this up before, but Chris Lord do did kill my parents in an alley in front of me as when I was a young boy. Do you still have the pearls? <laughs> Were your parents trying to call no, someone? No, Chris stole them and then hocked them. Oh. <laughs> and that's how he pays for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it was weird when he invited me to be on it. I was like, are you sure you want me there? You know what like, you did, oh, right? <laughs> yeah, the first thing Chris Lord ever said to me was, do you ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? <laughs> <laughs> So I assume, real real quick, Cameron, with your Disney connection, it's and they're doing Pixar Fest. They got a new roller coaster themed around it. How Mm -hmm. crazy is the theme park right now in terms of Incredibles two? Yes. So the everything opens the uh, June twenty third. Incredicoaster, Pixar Pier. We have. um, Is Incredicoaster what the just a rebranding of that other coaster? Because that coaster's crazy fun. It is crazy fun. So it's the same track as Screamin'. But um, it's California Screaming. Yes, uh, it's the same. Or sorry, it's the longest covered roller coaster. Uh, I want to say on the West Coast. Okay. I I think that might be in America, but what, right. I haven't seen it yet. But what I think is going on, and this would be amazing if it is, is as you're going through the tunnels. I think it's video screens, and you're like going. <laughs> <laughs> is it going to be that epileptic shot yes. <laughs> that they show in Incredibles 2? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I think you're going to like, like Dash will be running beside you. You're going to, okay. because you're, oh, that's you're pretty basically cool. trying that's to catch, uh, catch Jack Jacks. Oh, oh so fine. I'm going to be like launched and never, like they haven't changed anything. They just branded it differently. Yes. yes. Like the literally mechanics of that, of that a, roller coaster. It's a fun coaster. Mm-hmm. It's that, a fun that ride like, is so like, underrated, I think. Spoiler alert, I'm probably going to Disneyland next week. You I should. just went. I went last week. Oh, well, good weekend. for you two. Well, fuck my cool <laughs> announcement. 
that was like, yeah, I'm going to Disneyland. It's going to be fun. We like, as the yeah, Disney community was welcome you into Yeah, hi, welcome. We're glad that you're here, except mm-hmm. you can leave that bad attitude at home. <laughs> Did you that was just dropping bombs on news information. <laughs> and just apparently, it just like, it's whatever. You're just about to sink into uh, a puddle in your yeah, chair. So, so everything, opens, yeah. everything opens this Saturday. Oh, cool. Uh, so they're opening. So there's basically like uh, different mini, they're called neighborhoods okay. for every Pixar Film. So there's like the Wally neighborhood, the Up neighborhood. <laughs> is that where I can get fat? Yeah, oh yeah. The Wally neighborhood. Is that where all the, that's the concession where you rent, stands that's, are? That's actually where you rent an electric wheelchair. <laughs> oh, 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 I wish that were true. My friends and I. <laughs> no, I think it is true. <laughs> my friends and I joke. We're, we're horrible people for this, but we see the people in the electric wheelchairs around Disney. We call them Wally cosplayers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That'll be edited out <laughs> the podcast. Again, I'd like to just say we're inclusive. <laughs> uh, like the official podcast apologist. Uh, Did you have any of the treats, the, the unique treats they've created for Pixar Fest while you're there? Um, well, unfortunately for me, I don't think many of the unique treats were uh, are gluten-free. Sadly, but they have a lot mm. of great gluten-free things I can have at the park. Oh, you which know, is like nice. But I didn't see. No, I didn't even see those. I didn't see any of the crazy they're, treats. They're hidden. They're you really have, hidden. They're hard to find. You have to they're go back to, to the the mediocre Pizza Planet. Yeah, which I did. Back by uh, Space, Mountain. Space Mountain. So you have which to go I back to the original Pixar bullshit. And it's yeah. to it's enjoy the fun new Pixar. I, I will say it's, it's pretty, but it's I mean it's five dollars for a photo because right. the macaroon wasn't great. Well, and they're also it's also kind of strange, yeah, right? Sorry. Because they're making California Ventures the one that's undergoing the big transformation, but they have the posters and stuff all over both places. Disneyland, which is like Pixar's taking over the rides, which is kind of a cute thing. But to be honest with you, if I didn't know Pixar Fest was going on, like we were there and I was all excited. I was like, oh, it's Pixar Fest. Like I went, I went, so I went and saw the sneak peek of The Incredibles too. Mm-hmm. And uh, while I was there, which was very cool seeing it in, in 3D mm-hmm. with the theaters, like actually like 4D because they use smoke and scents and stuff like that, which was very, very cool for the first 10 minutes of the film. Um, <laughs> but it was super cool for the first 10 minutes. They only showed you the first 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. But it was yeah, super cool. I thought you were talking about in general of your experience. Yeah. It's, <laughs> After it's that, it the first just gets 10 real minutes, old. And then you're like really <laughs> over it. Uh, but it was really, really neat. But other than that sneak peek, I was literally wandering around and Mike was like, Where's the Pixar Fest? And I'm like, I think it's everywhere. This is the this Pixar. is it. Yeah, it is a but little. But like, there just wasn't. They really could have milked that. I think more than they did. There was a uh, the parade, mm-hmm. which we saw part of. We saw part of the parade, but like, in general, they didn't have like a bunch of Pixar characters around and like treats everywhere and like balloons. I, there wasn't any of that. And we actually walked all the way through the wine, like the wine cellar, because mm-hmm. the front. It made it look like there was something happening. <laughs> so we walked all the way through it to the end, and I'm like, hi, where's the thing? And they're like, oh, well, sometimes they have the booth open, but I don't know when they're going to get here, and it's not open right now. Nice. I was like, all right, cool. Yeah. It I, isn't I, I, cool. So, so basically, California Adventure has been turned into Pixar land with s- notable exceptions. Yeah. It's going to be a mix. It's going to be the uh, Disney buyout properties park. Um, okay, so Disney proper's in Disneyland and yes. all the subsidiary. Uh, yeah, so we're ha- so we have like Cars Land, Bugs Land, uh, and now Pixar Pier. But Bugs Land is going is to become Avengers. Mm-hmm. It's going to become Marvel Land. That <laughs> Wait, Bugs be Land. Turned. That's like the children's section. Yes. Well, it's all going like, to be Ant Man. Fe- that felt it's just like Ant-Man. that felt like the one untouchable place. 
right? Yeah, because now where are the kids going to go? Disneyland, I guess. But <laughs> <laughs> Where will the kids go in this entertainment where industry? thinking of the children. <laughs> yeah, which is really funny because I, I brought up that up again where I was telling my parents, like, you know, it's really hard to really focus on having kids when literally everything is more fun without kids, mm-hmm. including Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Disneyland is so much more fun without children. Oh, and if you disagree with me right now and you're shaking your head and you're scoffing, go to Dis- leave your kids to the sitter and go to Disneyland without them and then come back and tell me that it's not more fun. That was yeah. my sister's Christmas present to me is she had a Disney all like full day pass uh-huh. that she like bought um, when she was down here. Like, like, oh, maybe I'll get down. And she didn't. She's like gave it to me. The most wonderful thing. It is thing. so much fun. Because I've I, gone with them. I've gone with my sister and her kids. And I love kids. And it's fine. They're and wonderful. you may think it's great. But you know wonderful. what? Leave them at home and then go by yourself and then tell me that it's not better. It's because 100% it is. better. Uh, but As a single man, I will attest <laughs> it is 100% better <laughs> just being able to... Just go where you want. Just have a beer in California Adventure, and then fucking just fast pass for the for the uh, roller coaster. It's the best. With all due respect, uh, men like Trevor should not be allowed to go unwatched. (laughs) I got to vape in the smoking section of California Adventure. It was wonderful. (laughs) I had a great time. It was is the high life. Oh, but yeah. I think that, but I, I understand the, the irony adventure. of being like, but where will the kids go when the answer technically should be everywhere? What are the adults doing here yeah. without children? Uh, the answer is having a better time than you. Mm-hmm. True. I will uh, never bring my child there. I will only go by myself. And you if she wants to go, she yeah, can exactly. turn 18 and go herself. She can you pay for herself. And that's right. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. She'll never go in with me. <laughs> that's a good rule. Frank, is, so is your daughter just for like, Five, six summers, just gonna work odd jobs. Just like, well, you got twenty five dollars this summer. Keep right. working. There you go. Keep working for that Disney ticket because Daddy's not paying <laughs> for you. She's gonna be the only kid in Southern California, in Southern California, whose parents did not take her to Disneyland. That's right. Uh-huh. But she took herself to Disneyland. I got She appreciates it more. That's right. There's a thirteen year old girl who worked her way to Disneyland. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Just just you're making your daughter self sufficient. Yeah. You're yeah. a hero. Frank. Say, she's <laughs> not gonna go until she goes to audition as a princess. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole give a man a fish analogy, but for Disney. It's yeah. a give the kid a crown or a scepter. That's right, yeah. yeah. But teach. Teach a kid to scepter. Teach, yes. <laughs> teach a kid to buy a ticket to Disneyland. Oh, <laughs> Don't go right. to Disneyland forever. <laughs> oh, man. It's a good point to wrap this up. <laughs> all, right, just, all right, real quick. Over under what you think, how long it'll be before we see a sequel? More Over under five oh, years. God. I'm going to say over five. I'm going to go under. Under. Over, but just to seven. I was going to say Seven eight. years. Yeah. <laughs> well, because I think... Half-Life. Eight is the the shortest time we've had between movies, right? Between... I guess Cars and Cars 2. No, that's... Yeah. yeah that was four years, three yeah. years. Yeah, Cars 2 was the only proper sequel. Like, that was like Cars was a success. Put it in the pipeline. Everything else is... Gestated and gener- oh, and yeah, waited for the saying. story. Toy Story, Toy Story Two, or uh-huh. three years apart. Yep, and I think that this one was so big. So I mean, it's set records already. So Highest big, so quickly. animated film opening weekend of animated film of all time. That's right, and I guarantee you that with the lead off, that even there, it's funny because I came in thinking like, oh, do you think that maybe there'll be a sequel? And it's been everybody just assumes there's going to be an Incredibles three. When everyone has that assumption, they've already started writing it. Mm-hmm. I promise. And then with these records, they're just going to green light. We're also everything. in a Pixar world where they're. Uh, like so accepting of sequels. Yep. 
because I think one of the reasons we had such a big break was, you know, two thousands, we didn't have any out, you know, cars being the exception. Every movie was an original movie. But I also think part of that too is Brad Bird's aspirations to want to do live action because mm-hmm. he did that for. And a that long didn't time. work out too well. Hey, it's Tomorrowland. Hey, 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 it started. <laughs> off Stop wrong. hitting on Brad hey, Bird. <laughs> a Mission Impossible yeah. Ghost Protocol was awesome. Yes. yes. But then Tomorrowland sucks. I have a Tomorrowland <laughs> poster because I just I. Uh, I wanted that movie to be so good. <laughs> we all wanted that it's movie true. to be so good, but it sucked. So, I mean, I feel like it comes down to Brad Bird. If he does, does he want to go back and try another game, try again in live action? Or is he just like, cool, yeah, I'll tell some more stories back here in this world? How long until Marvel gives him a film? Oh, that's more, that's a better question than what I had because it feels like, it seems like he's amped to do another one more so than last time. Mm-hmm. It feels like last time it was just like, I did what I wanted to do. I wanted to tell a cool, kick-ass, superhero, Silver Age story. And then now it feels like it's more of an itch to come back. I think it'll be less. But him doing a Marvel movie, that's interesting, Frank. But imagine if they got Fantastic Four and they gave it to him. <laughs> would he do it? Would he want to do it? Or is that just too... I think it's too close. Mm-hmm. But also, but but another question I'd be to kind of bounce off of that is... Um, with Lasseter now officially being ousted by Disney and they don't really have a head anymore, are they going to go to their trusted directors to kind of fill that void? Are they going to try and open it up to new creators? Show me why. I guess what Pete Doctor and another woman are going to be like the, the the two people replacing him now, right? Mm-hmm. But I see what you're saying is Lass- Lasseter, uh, besides being a sexual monster, was a very <laughs> powerful. <laughs> Gravitation, like he was a gravitational force in terms of his storytelling. Mm -hmm. Whereas someone like Brad Bird is very much like an imposing figure, but he doesn't have like the weight of a Lassiter. And and I'm not necessarily sure if Pete Doctor or um, I forget the woman's name who's replacing him. uh, Typical. Sorry, but I know Pete Doctor because he's done his horrible. Want to remind people that the the Ruby is Is inclusive. inclusive. (laughs) Yep. I, third time's a charm, guys. We are inclusive. Uh, no, yeah. We should know, however, Trevor's been banned technically from the <laughs> Ruby, and we had to sneak him in. Here. No, it's that Simpsons rule. Oh, Trevor's have been banned. <laughs> what Trevor's fight? <laughs> uh, no, uh, but but it's I I think what Lassiter bring he was he was hefty in in terms of what he brought to it, and it was a. Uh, more celestial being in terms of like with the presence he brought than like some like a Brad Bird or Pete Doctor or any of the other creatives who have gone through that system. Like Jennifer and Lee? You're welcome. You guys <laughs> were all Googling it. <laughs> <laughs> I just sat here with three but even all like, on their phones. But also like how like Favreau at Marvel yeah. went to movies and dropped out but Feige stayed around or like the Russo brothers are more gravitational pull. Like I think the, Pixar and Disney need to find someone like the Russo brothers. I think what they'll need to do is not fill the void with a Lassiter and someone who can fill that same weight, but basically put in three people who equal that mm. will be the best thing. Because it's also like the best movies were some of the best movies they did were farmed out outside of the Lassiter camp. Incredibles. Like, in- The Incredibles is such an amazing movie that it almost makes you feel like, was The Incredibles 2 like, even that good? Like, it was like, it's such a great movie. Like, it just, like, that first movie is so good. Mm-hmm. 
that like you can definitely have a, its weight filled by someone like um, Brad Bird, but he's not. He doesn't have the weight of Lassiter. Hmm. I don't know. That's the end of my rant. That's a good hmm. one. Well, because he food for he, thought. He also said like Kathleen, uh, Kathleen Kennedy had said, anytime you want to do a Star Wars film. You can do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he said, like, nah, I'm really not really interested in that. So I wonder if he'd feel the same way about Marvel, too. Where he's like, yeah, thanks for the offer, but yeah. I don't know if he's really also, I mean, that's what he's doing right now, is he's, he's making better Marvel films. Yes. Yeah. So, like, they, like I think he would kind of see through that, of, like, why would I do it with you when I'm already doing it fine on my own? Yeah, I could do more mediocre stuff like Tomorrowland. So guys... <laughs> Can we just give him a <laughs> I mean, granted, George Lucas gave us Star Wars and also gave us that Tuskegee Airmen film, too. And Radio Land Murders. And Radio Land Murders. American Graffiti, do, you know, yep. doesn't have the same weight. So, I mean, you know, like, when someone doesn't have that, that juice, you, you develop... He's, he's five for six, guys. Just, like... <laughs> he's five for six. Wait, but George that, Lucas But that's a big whiff. That's a big whiff. That is. That's <laughs> like he ground out, and then they got the other guy out on second who tried to double steal. Play. It was a double play, <laughs> and it was a strikeout. That was a movie that was a strikeout but turned into a double play. This analogy has gotten a little convoluted. Which ever doesn't really <laughs> know sports. <laughs> I don't know yeah, sports. I love it. Hey, the, the guy with the puck uh, <laughs> grounded out in hey. uh, home court advantage, it's basically. the way Fry describes Lawrence Ball. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it's the uh, drop the drop the third pitch. Oh, <laughs> and he's oh, trying to steal. He's trying to steal first base. <laughs> All right, kids. I think. I think it's about time to yeah. to say goodnight, to sing to sing ourselves off. That's true. We're going to, I know you're about to open your mouth to sing, but nope. that's our grand finale. That's true. The <laughs> pre-finale. Yes. Uh, where can they find everybody? If they want to argue with us or to say great work or, you know what, I loved Tomorrowland. Thank you. Someone <laughs> please contact us. Guys, like, if you feel that way. as bad as you remember. <laughs> this is how we're going <laughs> to. Brad Bird's going to hit you up on the horn tomorrow. <laughs> you get it. We're going to find you your soulmate right now. Where can they find you? Uh, you can find uh, my podcast, our, our podcast, uh, Tim Talk, uh, at, oh, should I never do this? Um, <laughs> they're they're uh, on Instagram at Tim Talk. Yeah, you should have okay. like written you a text <laughs> message. Like I know you're not gonna be there. <laughs> yeah, uh, you can find us uh, on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. Uh, you can email us at TimTalkPod at Gmail. Uh, I think we're on YouTube for some reason, um, <laughs> but uh, you know it's open. If you want to contact us on any of those platforms, it's at TimTalkPod. Uh, you can find me personally if you want to see my art. It's at Cam Cameron Dexter. If you want to see my face, it's at Cam Dexter underscore Adventures. And if you want to see uh, my company that I do with three of my great friends. Uh, you can find that at Core Memories Co. Yeah. Huh. And if, they, next if, you guys, if you guys want to yell at Chris good. Lord for not being here, he's yes. at Lord Tofer. Yeah, Lord Tofer on Twitter and Instagram. Yep. Mainly Instagram. That's right. And uh, But if you want to yell at him without him knowing, you can yell at him on Twitter. Yeah, that's fun too. <laughs> uh, how about uh, the old podcast of Two Worlds? Where can they find P-O-2-W underscore Flash on the tweets. Mm-hmm. And if you'd like to personally refute all of the charges I've made on this podcast, <laughs> you can find me at Trevor Copter on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, I'm very responsive uh, to direct messages <laughs> and comments. DMs. Slide right into those DMs and I'll respond to you. Great. 
true. <laughs> <laughs> well, if they want to find Frank and I, uh, you can email us at thenoviceandfrank at gmail.com. True. Uh, they can also reach us uh, at Comic Book Novice, which is like my personal Instagram, but I share that with, with you. Yeah, or just drive over to Amanda's place. Sure. Yeah, knock on the door. Come What's say hi. the address yeah. of that, Frank? I usually well, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I usually have tea going. That's true. Uh, yeah, me personally at Comic Book Novice on Instagram or uh, Twitter and uh, personal musings at Barnes Rights for non comic book related things. I didn't know that. Yeah. Barnes <laughs> writes writes like uh writes like writes with a pen. Uh, and where can they find you, Frank? Uh, at Happy Go Jackie. There it is. Mm-hmm. Guys, what a journey this has yeah. been. It certainly has. What a sequel. Fourteen years in the making oh, this right. podcast. Yeah. Guys, let's meet right back here in fourteen years oh in this exact gosh. same place. Yeah. We ever gonna see each other after high school you guess? <laughs> <laughs> 2032. Oh, We're God. coming back to talk about Incredibles so 3. That's not a real this place year. Is be demolished. <laughs> What, what is the next time we're, we're actually going to see each other? Uh, Ant-Man Ant Man and the Wasp. That's right. Like mm. Just a couple weeks. weeks. Four weeks? Less than? It's July 6th that Three comes out. Oh, Free so Comic-Con. like two okay. weeks. Yeah. We'll see uh, We'll see each other real soon. Mm-hmm. Is that when the... Di- is that, sorry. T- is that when the, the end of the... The drought... Is that when the drought starts? Is that for yeah, Ant-Man? Yeah, because then the next one is what... Oct- no, because then we, no. no it's um, Teen Titans. Teen Titans, Teen Titans is yep. end of July. Teen Titans there is the drought. Uh, and then we have two months off to until love. Venom in October. Oh, God, that movie. And oh then, my God. Um, Aquaman in November, and then Spider Man in December. No, I'm they're sure. both in December. They're both in December. Yeah, no, no, because I was reading, I was reading something uh, about like uh, Aquaman and everything like that, and the executive in charge of it was like very, very excited that. Aquaman is the last Warner Brothers film of the year. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, there's Temple status. What's, what's Thanksgiving this year then? Wreck-It Ralph is Thanksgiving this year. That's what I'm thinking of. I mean, I'm down to talk about Wreck-It Ralph. We did oh, yeah. find but a reason to meet down. for this movie. Like, there is, this is not a comic book. This is off what we usually do, but I think it's good that we did it. Mm-hmm. Me too. I, I have, just want to just still watch. still have a lot to say. <laughs> Rod, I just want to watch Wreck-It Ralph and not talk on a podcast about it, but talk to all you lovely people. So I say we should meet up for dinner or something after Wreck-It Ralph. Friendsgiving. Yeah, Yay. let's have a Friendsgiving mm-hmm. unpodcasted. Okay. But then let's so suck on that, listeners. <laughs> listen, <laughs> guys, if you want to pay to listen to us <laughs> eat and talk, please, We'll let you know. We'll, it'll, we'll release it as special content or something like that. You'll just hear a lot of chewing. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll, we'll <clears> make <throat> plans during the Venom episode. Yeah. Oh boy, that's yeah. great. Because that'll be better than talking about the Venom movie. <laughs> great. Making great. plans for Thanksgiving. I'm glad that we're all <laughs> going in unbiased and open-minded. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> I've seen the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to us. Uh, we love you. You're the best. And let's sing ourselves out. Sure. There's a monster coming mm. in the darkness. Mm. 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 You think mm. you're safe. Mm. But he's got a bag over his head And it's scary when you hold it in your hand He's taking it off Who is this mystery man? It's Oogie Boogie (laughs) (laughs) Or we know him better as Chris Lord (laughs) Chris Lord He's an evil man. Oogie boogie. Killed my parents. Chris Lord. Chris Lord. Blood on your hands. Chris Lord. Don't ever leave us again. Chris Lord.